go to bed. But we're gonna get unblocked. Sometimes you see him out there and he's just fucking asleep. Get a pillow, get a blanket. No, not a fucking dirtbag. back ready two sauces go all right yeah yo what's going on everyone and welcome back to another episode of go to bed <laughs> and before we get uh too far into it we do have uh what are we eating we're eating some breakfast burritos provided by chef michael chef michael was our episode or our guest last time so he came through hooked it up with the breakfast burrito from walden's oh yep and uh, today's Fine. guest, we got Tony. I don't even know your fucking last name, but <laughs> whenever either, uh, actually. Like, <laughs> no one, there's only like two guys in the city named Tony, and you're one of them. And we're gonna have the other one on too. So my, my last name's Lee. My, my, Lee. my my full name's Anthony Michael Lee. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. but but Anthony I, I, Lee. yeah, Tony works. All right, so give the uh, listeners a little bit of background on what you are. And then we'll get we'll get into what you do later. But okay. who the fuck are you? Uh, who am like in the sense of like as Spirit, a, spiritually? Uh, I think my spiritual animal <laughs> is like a husky. You feel me? Like <laughs> like a husky, but like not the husky that is like running like uh like a like a lone husky, like doing his own okay. thing. Has homies, but is doing his own thing for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's my spirit animal. Okay. So damn that burrito is good, yeah. guys. All right. <laughs> Now, you need to go detailed into what you do because I know what you do and I still don't know what the fuck you do. Because yeah. in my head, my head, you're pretty much like you just roll around and like get stoned all day and like collect money from different people, which is like every 14-year-old boy's dream. So like how did you turn that, that dream into a reality? Uh, so, I, so I'll just give you my quick story. So yeah. I'm born and raised in Las Vegas. I have two amazing parents. I come from a very amazing family who um, financially supported me throughout I mean, my whole my first 18 years, put me in the best education that I, that I could have in private school my whole life. I went to Our Lady of Las Vegas and then Bishop Gorman, which is a pretty prominent high school in Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah, Snoop's kid goes there. Yeah, dude. Snoop's kid <laughs> did go there. And, um, and yeah, so... Uh, so I got a great base from that, and then when I uh, when I um, came up here to Reno for school, uh, a lot of kids around me, um, a lot of my fraternity brothers were getting internships, and I just didn't want to do that. So I started this company called Reno as Fuck with my uh, good friend Tyson Schroeder, and yeah, from there, kind of you know, span off into a bunch of things, you know, from Reno, we built Reno as fuck and from a clothing company to where it's now just a brand. We have a collaboration deal with Revision Brewery. We do the Reno as fuck beer. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. JP knows all about that. Yeah. And then, so, uh, from there, um, my senior year of high school, my friend Cole Marcus, um, hit me up and said, Hey man, I'm trying to do this thing called the Reno cannabis convention. You down to help. I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's send it. I love I love weed and I love cannabis. I like I like the movement. And mm-hmm. then <laughs> we built the Reno Cannabis Convention, which was like one of the craziest experiences of my life. And then from there, essentially, you know, it was a huge success. The the biggest cannabis convention ever. Well, the first and biggest cannabis convention ever in Northern Nevada. So from there, a lot of companies reached out to me saying, Hey, 
you know, you did a really good job with that. To me and Cole, hey, you did a really good job with this. Oh, let's Cole, I meant Cole. Yeah, you, you meant Cole. Uh, you did a really good job with this. You know, let's get you on. Let's get you on the team somehow. So uh, I decided working with companies like Harmonious CBD, um, companies like VVG Labs, um, Sierra Wellness, um, and then from there, uh, I met a guy named Jason Sturzman, who is like a huge, huge uh, cannabis ag- uh, activist in Las Vegas. And he started this thing called Butt Tender Fight Club, which is a monthly event to try to help people get jobs in the cannabis industry. And what, it like educates them. Yeah, huh? and it's an education, education platform. And I do that monthly up here. I, I own the Reno version of that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I got, you know, I worked my ass off to have the 14-year-old boy's dream. And I'm still yeah. not even there yet. You know, like a lot of people... I'm I'm fortunate enough where I have multiple, you know, incomes where I can I can bounce around and not have to go to a nine to five essentially. But um, you know, I'm still trying to make it too, just like everybody else is. So when you're working with all these different companies, like how do you get paid from them? Like what do you do for them in exchange for money? Yeah. So um <clears throat> so the biggest thing that I do is just marketing and branding consulting. Um essentially um, brand strategy is like my, my game. I'm really good at figure out where, where you're at, who your consumer base is, kind of where they want to go with the brand, um, and then help strategize it so that, you know, there's good ROI in the company, um, that your brand makes sense. It's all, um, all integrated with each other. So nothing looks different. So like on one platform doesn't look different from another platform. It's all integrated, and so, yeah, either, you know, there's multiple ways I've been paid, you know, free weed is definitely the number one, right, yeah, uh, right off the start, you know, just to kind of get test the waters with me. But then after that, you know, it's a matter of like commission, hourly, late, uh, hourly rate retainer, um, I, you know, as of right now, there's really no set way in the cannabis industry how to get paid. So, you know, I'll just take whatever I can get and yeah. just get the experience while I can. You would think like... Me being around you a little bit and just hearing like some of the stories that you've gone through with employers and stuff, you would think that the cannabis companies that you work with have like, well, they, I know they do have fat money, but it's like they're really stingy with it when you could help them. Like if they just took a little bit of coin into you or anyone other than just everything they think, you know? Yeah. Well, the biggest issue, you know, in the cannabis industry right now is that it's kind of like a gold mine. It's like, uh, you know, everyone, it's like the gold rush, right? Everyone's trying to get the gold before it all, all evaporates or gets taken. And so, um, a lot of people are looking at the short term, short term game. And I'm always a long term game guy. I'm always about the brand way over sales. Like I don't, you know, sales, Getting money in the bank is important, very, very important. But building a brand is ten times more important because brand will build you sales, right? Longevity sales, sales that hey, this person buys from you consistently every month, the first on every month because they believe in you and your products, and you know, a lot of companies don't see that like right off the bat. They don't see the oh, if we, you know, we stick it out with this kid for the next six months. Yeah, we'll have a huge ROI in the next two years. Mm-hmm. Right, but people don't see that. They see, oh, you know, what can you do to what, what can you do for me yesterday? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, what can you do for me yesterday? And you know, a lot of the when you come in as a marketing consultant, unfortunately, that's the um, that's the issue. Right, is I come in and the company's like, hey, we need you, we need your help like a year ago, and now we're behind. How can you make it better? And it's kind of like, well, I, you know, I can try my best, but the thing is, is that you you put yourself in a hole. Now I have to dig you out to even get the baseline. And so that's that's where you know a lot of cannabis companies uh, make some mistakes. You know they don't they're not they're not concerned with their branding. They're just more concerned of turning and burning. 
and not the experience of buying and using cannabis. And so some companies, some companies get it and the companies that do get it, you know, that are about their brand, their quality, the way they treat people. Those are companies that are always going to be successful. The companies that are here for the quick buck, those are the fly by night ones. Mm hmm. And fly by night, I mean like two years, three years, not not a couple months. I mean, because once again, these are hundred million dollar companies, right? People are dumping big bucks, yeah. big bucks into the cannabis industry. So yeah, that's hmm. yeah, interesting because um, you know I see the the fourteen year old boy dream, you know, but like obviously I know it's work. But when you look at it from the inside, like how you just explained that, that's like a grind for you. Oh yeah, every fucking day where you have to be constantly doing something new for the company to get paid. But then like, I see you, like I'll see you at Walden's and you're always on your computer. So I know you're working, but like, it just seems from the outside that it's like all these companies are paying you. And I'm like, what the fuck for? Like, he's yeah. just cruising around and doing this, doing that. Mm-hmm. But like, you can, how you just explained it, you can really see like the grind aspect of it. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, like, well, first, you know, the 14, I, I'm living, like, I I feel like I'm living the dream every day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I wake up and do what I want to do, right? Obviously, there's some requirements. With, flex. Yeah. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, not in the sense that, you know, if if I want to, you know, set my day up where I have all afternoon meetings, where I have my morning opens, I can do that. If I want to set it so I have all morning meetings, I have the afternoon off, I can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, there's some things that are uncontrollable where you have to go do them, but it's just it's just nice that I don't have to be at an office anywhere, right? I can I'm essentially working working for myself. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. So, what's the next step of growing? I guess you because you're kind of like I don't, I'm not really in the culture that much. I'm removed except for like through him. But like to me, you're the weed guy here. He is. So, or at least I'm sure you're becoming that if you're not already him. Yeah. So like, where does being Reno's weed guy take you in the next like couple of years? Uh, You know, hopefully it turns into where a lot, I'm closer to like a household name when it comes to cannabis and the cannabis community. And I think I'm, you know, slowly achieving that through the cannabis convention and butt tender fight club and even Reno's fuck. Um, but I think the next move for me personally is I just really like I my biggest thing. I think, you know, a lot of people ask you, like, what motivates you? And it used to be money for me. And then I realized it, it isn't really money. It's influence. Like, I want to be able to help influence people to have better lives, whether that be if they're like, hey, man, like, I'm not anything special. Right. I just work really, really hard. And you can have this same type of lifestyle, too. But you just got to be willing to sacrifice like you can't, you know, playing Call of Duty at from 12 o'clock to four in the morning ain't going to help you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, I definitely think there's there's time that you need to have like escapism where you like you go play video games or you go ride a dirt bike or go to the gym or whatever. whatever. Like, Your mind definitely needs that. But, you know, you have 24 hours in the day. How do you use those 24 hours? Right. Yeah. Are you using those 24 hours just like fucking around or are you grinding? Or are you splitting it? Or are you, you know, what what is what does that look like to you, right? Mm-hmm. And some people are cool with going to a nine to five and coming home and yeah. doing their thing and leaving. And I, that's cool. I respect that, right? Like that's 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 for you. That's not for me. Yeah, same. Same, and yeah, and you same guys get it. Alex. Yeah, same yeah. for all. Yeah, yeah, you know, you guys get it, right? You guys wake up. You guys don't have to go to like an office. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I heard on. Uh, I think it was on Heavy D's podcast, or maybe when he was on. 
um, MF CEO, he mentioned cause that he causes a ripple effect. And I've never thought of it like that before, because I'm really bad. That's one of the things I'm trying to improve on is like documenting what I'm doing. And I always, I have like the, uh, I forget the term, but the kind of like fear of being an imposter syndrome where it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm constantly feeling like I'm not there yet. So I don't have the right to fucking post about it. Or it's like, Oh, no one's going to give a fuck about this. I'm not going to post about it. But his deal was like, he just posts about everything and that causes a ripple effect. Like he, he, he helped out a family that some guy was an asshole to them. And he ended up fixing this guy's truck up for him and like totally did it. And that one act of kindness, like some people would have done that and stayed under the radar just to do it, mm-hmm. but he posted about it. And then you get shit for posting about it. Cause like, oh, you're just trying to flex and yeah. this and that. But his point was like, I posted about it. And then he has many people hit him up and say like, oh, like for what you did for Jose's family, like I went and did this for this family and it was because of him. And that's kind of the ripple effect. So like, I always, like, I never post about going to the gym really. And I started to this year for that reason. Like, I want people to get mad that like, oh, all you're doing is fucking post about going to the gym. But to me, that's like them being pissed off that they're not in shape like I am. Yeah. But I've never felt like I'm in shape, but it's like, I just need to post that I'm there yeah. and then I'm going. And then someone that never sends me a DM or maybe if they do, they're going to start going to the gym because I posted about it. Oh yeah. A hundred and a hundred and twenty percent, bro. Like, you know, t- going back to that fear of imposter syndrome, right? Like that, that was me for a, a minute with reading less fuck. I always thought I was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, man. Like, I'm a fucking sh- joke. And then you start meeting people and you're like, oh, everyone doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. No one really knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and so that makes you makes it, like, dude, the guy that, oh, Jeff Bezos, some days he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yep. He just has teams of people around him that one of those people will figure it out. Exactly. But yeah, you're so right. Like the more people you meet and that's kind of just part of growing up too. Cause when you're a kid, you assume that all adults have their shit together 100%. And then like you get there and you realize, Oh, like no one has their shit together. Still, no one knows what the fuck they're doing. Most people are doing menial tasks at their job where it's just like, do this like this and keep your head down and shut the fuck up about it. Exactly. And that's all they know how to do. But aside from that, they don't have any real like insight on life, but that's kind of why, not why we started this podcast, but we want to have people from all walks of life on here. Not just like badass people that we probably couldn't get on the podcast anyway, but some people that are entrepreneurs, some people that work nine to five, some people that are athletes and just get their, their take on life from being all different walks of life, you know, yeah. you don't no, have to I be like super successful to give your insight. I feel that like, and you know, just like, uh, uh, relating that back to me since I'm the guest here, uh, yeah. <laughs> by, by my, both my parents, you know, both worked nine to five. like, neither of them are entrepreneurs or anything like that, but they both taught me how to hustle that hustling and working hard definitely gets you more, gets you back more, you know, the more you put in, the more you get out. And so, so yeah, man, like, you know, I think that, the more people you talk to, the more advantages you have because you can learn something from everybody. Yeah. And I truly believe that. And it, it is interesting, like with just the podcast world in general, like those dudes, we still need to get that guy on here to talk, talk about his conspiracies oh, well, that used to come in. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, like those yeah. guys, no, they're, he was, didn't he work for like NDOT or the city or something? Yeah. Like they're just doing those jobs that we're talking about, but they listen to podcasts 
all day. Yes. Uh, and like Joe Rogan or, or mm-hmm. whoever. And I, I want to ask that guy, like what he gets out of it. Cause I, when I listen to podcasts, I'm only listening to learn something to apply to my businesses and that's it. Mm-hmm. But that guy doesn't have a business. So I'm wondering like what he gets out of it. If they just like, if it makes the time go by faster or if they're trying to learn more about something or if they're like what, what his deal is. Really. I guess would be like, just yeah. Sometimes I listen to podcasts like Joe Rogan, for example, and I'm, doing something else but then you still feel like you're in conversation but you don't have to be you're like a fly on the wall yeah yeah that's what i really like you know so for this past company that i had a contract with vvg i had to drive up back and forth to vegas well fly to vegas and then drive product back up and um i listened to a fuck ton of podcasts right and i that's what at first i was like okay i'm gonna be strategic about how i pick my podcast like i'm gonna be like i'm gonna find one from joe rogan that i really like but that can help me and then what i ended up finding now was like dude like trying to do it that way is kind of hard like all like super beneficial like mon like for cash wise like for money wise right. but like you can just like kind of like say you can learn a, a shit ton by just listening true Dude, yeah he learned how to wholesale just by a podcast exactly yeah. right that's yeah. insane but man. in and but not only that though like how how are you you know how can you become a better person right right how right. can you and and how can you be become better the best person you can be whether it be your health your money your family your relationships um you know a multitude of things. And I yeah. think that listening to po- the podcast generation, what you guys are starting is awesome because, you know, essentially you're just like sharing knowledge for free. And even like, yeah. like back to that, like playing video games all the time deal, like that sometimes is my shut off. Like sometimes I don't want to listen to something that I'll learn because I'm burnt out on it. Of course. So then I'll listen to like a comedy podcast. Just to laugh. Yeah. It was kind of the same thing. Like people use video games to shut off and not do anything. That's what I do. But here and there, you can still learn shit. From the just, comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Because yeah. they're just having conversations and they're just fucking hilarious. Yeah. But they also, they'll say something and you're like, oh, I never thought about it like that. And I think, you know, even going back to the video games, there's something to be learned from video games, dude, like strategy and like hand-eye coordination and a mm-hmm. bunch of different things, right? Like there's things that you can take away from Anything, anything, yeah, literally anything. Even the worst, most terrible experience in the world, you can take something away from that. I was listening into uh, a Joe Rogan podcast, and it was talking about how, like, essentially, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But like, it was talking about how, it, like, your body um, makes new cells or makes new something. I, I'm butchering this, yeah. But essentially, you go, you you put your body through a lot of stress. Your body goes, oh, we can handle that next time. We, we're going to make new cells that can handle that type of stress, mm. right? Uh, and th- and I was like, dude, no way. And I re- looked it up, and it's true, right? Like, you put your body through a lot of stress, and it creates, like, different types of cells that can combat with that type of stress. Sense. It's kind yeah. of the same thing as, like, building muscle. It, yes. You know? yeah, it's it's a, a lot of tension, way. right? Yeah. Repetition, and then you, you grow, and, and then it's easier next time. How's, how's the how's – CrossFit going. It's good. It's really fun. It's, uh, it's I saw hard you looking rich every fucking day on Thanks, yeah. Instagram the other day doing some squats. I was like, damn, I got, um, I got my body scan done. I wish I would have got it done right when I started. Cause I know I've already like lost body fat yeah. by being there a couple I months. I can see but, just like when you wear a normal shirt, like yeah. you're, you're more like less fat and more like 
bulky, bulky, but, but yeah. not like like muscly. It's more toned. like like just yeah, but toned is it's like tone and muscle growth is just like you could tell like fuck, dude, that dude like does something athletic. Yeah, yeah, athletic. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like. Like Cam Zink, how every part of him is just like. Athletically, I didn't. I didn't know you were checking out so many guys, dude. It's not like that. I'm just just like, dude, my body's not that up when Cam comes on, dude. Don't embarrass me like that, dude. I'm just like looking at like, dang, dude. No one's got a fucking keg like I that on my belly, you know? Yeah. Well, CrossFit's fun, and it's um, it's like it's hard every fucking day. Like no matter how easy the workout looks, you always die, and. It like sounds terrible on paper, but it's really fun. And it's like racing moto kind of like most of the workouts are either for time or as many rounds as possible in the time. So you're racing against like other people in the class pretty much if you want to. It's it's not a race, but it kind of is. Yeah. And uh, that type of class, like that type of atmosphere must really push you too, because there's guys around you who are probably, you know, have been doing it longer, mm-hmm. so are better. And there's probably guys around you who are not have been doing it as long, and you're doing better. Right. So like that comparison is always like, you're not that you should ever compare yourself to anybody else, but like having those motivators around you, like, hey, I'm better than I was, but I'm I'm not oh, even yeah. where I want to be yet. Yeah, and that's definitely true. Like I tried to do, I think over Christmas when they were closed, they posted like a couple of workouts you could do at home. So I went to any time, and I tried to do one, dude, and there was no fucking way. It was so hard just by yourself. And especially at any time, because it's all this one up here in Collins, like all old people. So, dude, when when you like get into it, you're fucking breathing. Your heart rate's maxed out in like the first thirty seconds, and usually, like you you can, it's like cool to take your shirt off at CrossFit. Like it's fine. <laughs> people don't. But dude, at any time, they'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're just drenched," and like everyone else is just like on the elliptical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way I could push like this here, dude. Yeah. No way. Yeah, they're they're like doing like uh like aerobics, and yeah. he's over there, shirt off. Just and they, hitting some kettlebell yeah, swings exactly. or something. And and at the class, like if there's someone there that is a fucking beast and is destroying me, then that's someone that I can you can see out of the corner of your eye, like, oh, he's already on this, or like fuck, he's about to lap me, like I need to get going. Or even if I'm the best one in the class, that's like a motivator too. It's like, oh, I'm fucking crushing everyone. Gotta go harder. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it sounds like they blunt, bump music at that gym. Yeah, like that's loud. pretty normal. Yeah, they, they just crank it all the way up and blow. I need that every like other day. The, oh, really? Yeah. The other one is like you don't. There's <laughs> no. barely, it's like news and shit. Right. At just like regular like 24s and stuff, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like, I've gone to the gym a couple times and I think. In 2019? No. Oh. Like 20. It's ten, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm literal when I say a couple times. Yeah, and that was like you had to for school, yeah. uh, weight training or something. Uh, yeah, but it's just hard to work out like that. But I think how you have it at Double Edge, it'd be easier because I'm yeah. competitive, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like <clears throat> like being not really having kind of like you, like not a ske- set schedule every day. It's so fucking easy, especially for me, dude. That's like <laughs> was one of my worst habits is not getting my fucking ass out of bed. And even if I'd set my alarm at seven, I'd sit there until eight, just snoozing and fucking not doing anything. And then not till the, at the gym until eight thirty, And then you're not home until 10. It's like, dude, I've been up for fucking three hours already. And I worked out for 45 minutes. That's all I've accomplished in three hours. So yeah. like having the class to be at, at 6.30, it's like I wake up at 5.30 and I have to get my ass out of bed. I do my morning routine and then I have to drive and be there at 6.20, you know. 
Yeah, I think that that right now is my biggest goal for. Well, I have a bunch of goals for 2019, but one of my biggest ones is like having a concrete morning schedule. Like, like as of right now, I wake up almost every day between six and seven, um, and usually I wake up. And I, I live with my girlfriend, so we will both wake up and like we'll uh, we have Alexa, so we'll like Alexa give us the briefing for the day. So we'll listen to that and drink some coffee, and I'll get up. And then as soon as that's done, I you know go straight to checking emails, try to do that. But what I should be doing is waking up, taking that time for like myself. Yeah. You know, do a little bit of reading, maybe a little bit of meditation. I'm really terrible at meditation because I have ADHD, but like, but something of that nature, yeah. right? Um, I thought I wanted to make the gym in my morning routine, but I've Realize, so I've been working out a lot just because like my, my goal in 2019 is to work out 300 times in the year. Nice. Okay. So <laughs> I've been almost every, I've only missed one day and that was Sunday for Batender Fight Club, um, working out at Orange Theory. That's where I've been yeah. going. And, uh, and, uh, I realized that me at 715 is not as good as me at 11 o'clock. Like if I go at 11 o'clock, I'm going to, crush it bro crush yeah. it if i go at 715 i'm gonna half ass it so and so i think that's like another big thing right like being able to have your own schedule you can notice when your body is going to be the most effective yeah. like i'm the most effective when i wake up start working get a cup of coffee and then i and then i feel good about being productive then i go to the gym right I don't, yeah i'm sure like for me <clears throat> i don't know i've been going like first thing for years so i don't know I, when I first started going to the gym years ago, this was like eight years ago now probably, but I used to go at night after I'd get off work at like 9, 9.30, and then even like 11 sometimes, and that's fucking horrible, dude. I don't know I'm how tired, people do that. Huh? Well, it's, you notice it's only young kids. It's like 20-year-olds yeah. that do that shit, and probably because they're fucking sleeping in until noon like I was. <laughs> but yeah, that was horrible, and then I started going in the morning, and then I noticed that my energy and everything was – heightened for the rest of the day and i was just more worth the shit than i was without it and then when i started getting into like self-development and learning about other people or and people that are like massively successful there's i forget the stat but probably 90 95 of rich people successful people fucking they have a morning routine and they work out in the morning and like that's enough for me i don't give a fuck how i feel at 6 30 i'm groggy as fuck but <laughs> those guys do it like that's why i do it yeah yeah definitely and you know i yeah that's huge you know because the endorphins help you throughout the rest of the day it makes you feel really really good um but you know that routine in the morning is huge though yeah. getting your mind right because there's if you don't get that time to yourself it can really set your whole day off yeah oh yeah yeah it is weird like some days maybe on like sundays I should be doing it every day, but you know, I've been waking up at five 30 for a while, Damn. except for Saturday, Sunday, I still wake up kind of early, like seven, mm -hmm. but I've even noticed on like some days, if I'll just stick around here and fucking have breakfast or I'll go to Walden's for breakfast or something. And then like, I don't go to the gym first thing. And then it's like noon before I'm going I'm like, fuck dude, you just feel, I feel so off until I go there. And then I'm like, Work out, even if it's not hard, you just break a little sweat, get your heart rate up, stretch. It's like, okay, now I'm back to normal. It's like almost like, like your body, it's like paying your dues almost, right? It's like your body wants you to pay your dues to yourself. And then once you do, it's like, oh, okay, we got you. Yeah. Like pay your dues, homie. Who says that? Every morning. Pay my dues. When oh, he's dues paid. Out. That's Andy Frisella. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has, he's just fucking drenched in sweat. Time, and it's yeah. like dues paid. Yeah. I think I heard that from, um, David Groggins, have you got David Goggins? Yeah, uh -huh. 
yeah. if you guys know who that is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, essentially, and he he was talking about. I just picked up his book. Actually, it's really oh, good. You? It's oh, really yeah. good. I've I heard only, him on Rogan. I, I listened to that. It was I, really good. It's, I'm only on like chapter two or three, but that this is a this is a dude talk talk about like like self discipline, like yeah. not caring. Like that's that's him. Yeah, right? that dude's rugged. How he's fucking like. He's already this badass, and then it's like, oh, well, what can I do next? I'm going to go be a fucking wildland firefighter. <laughs> yes, it's the worst bro. fucking job on the planet. And, and it's just like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. I'm 45 years old. All those kids are 18, 20. I'm sure he just destroys them, too. Crushes Sounds them, like bro. Dean Wilson out there, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, Lucas Jones. I did a video for him at the rack, and Lucas Jones comments, hey, is that? Oh, yeah, dude. Uh it wasn't him, but someone said that same thing to me when we were at Michael's for dinner. And we oh, took that photo, remember? And they're oh. like, oh, dude, Wilson's injuries have done him wrong or something. They were talking about you. <laughs> you do look like Dean Wilson a little yeah, bit. I don't, know, I don't know who Dean Wilson is. I he wish is, I did that. He's a promoto guy. Oh, okay. I'll take yeah. that I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah dude. He's good. I prob- I'm probably like a fat Dean Wilson, most likely. Like, I probably look just like yeah, a- he, He's probably pushing like 140. Oh, yeah. Soaking I'm, wet. I'm, I'm like 6'4". Bu- <laughs> I'm pushing like 250. So like, I got 100 pounds off the kid. Yeah, yeah but, he but he's, is he sick? Is he, he still oh, yeah. sponsored by Ignite CBD, bro? He's sick. Oh, that's that's the one. Oh, yeah, yes, you were telling dude. me that, bro. Uh-huh. That story. You want to tell? You want to tell people about that story? Well, it's, it's a good pre- story. Pretty much, the Dean Wilson is sponsored by Dan Brazilian's CBD company called Ignite, and he raced Anaheim One, which is the first Supercross race of the year for 2019 and the NBC told him to cover it send like cover the logo because they thought that it's ignite, ignite cannabis which like like that is the name of the company but he was only sponsored by the CBD portion yeah mm-hmm. but now but, they just changed it i saw they they dropped cannabis out of the name now it's just called ignite okay but they still no. that was that was after A1 and then at Phoenix he still had to have it covered up I saw so, that. I, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. But yeah, then fucking Dan Bilzerian like tweeted like NBC. I forget what he said, but he pretty much said like, I have more viewers on social media than you get on your entire network. Like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah that's what he said. Yeah, yeah I mean, he probably does too. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Oh yeah. Dude. What's he have? Like 30 mil on Instagram or so something So crazy. Like that? Yeah. Dude, I remember being a senior in high school. I remember like finding out about Dan Bilzerian and be like, this guy's a fucking psycho. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, and then, you know, I wish I would have been like, oh, I should just be doing the same exact thing. Just like post every stupid thing I'm doing. That's another dude that you look at the outside and it's like that guy has the fucking 14 year old boy's dream life. But like, who knows? I mean, when he was on Rogan, I don't know how, you know, you read the comments and people are like, oh, he's fucking full of shit and all this stuff. So who knows how truthful all that stuff was. But like his stories are fucking crazy on there. (laughs) Yeah. How he got it. Yeah. I, uh. So ironically, I used to work for so the first time I heard about Dan Blazerian, I was working on this food truck in Vegas called um All American Dave's. Okay. And All American Dave is homies with Dan. Like him and his family go on vacations together. Like if you go on Dan's Instagram, they're like they has pictures with him on there. And me and Dave became really good friends because he met me car washing and he's like, I really like your attitude. Like, you want a job this summer? I was like, Yeah. He's like, I'll pay you fifteen bucks an hour to make smoothies. It's like, okay, all right, yeah. cool. It's like, oh, cool. Send it. So he, <laughs> he, so I'm making smoothies in the middle of the day and I would be, they would, it, the reason why he wanted people that were motivated because there'd be like 15, 18 hour shifts for the world series, <laughs> world series of poker. Oh. So he was, he had the contract with the Rio that he did all the food for the world series of poker. Whoa, yeah. 
Dude, it was crazy. Did you meet Dan? So yeah, so Dan comes up and orders food, and I remember meeting him. And Dave introduces me to Dan Bulzarian, and you're like, "Sick, dude!" Yeah, gotta get back to these. Yeah, here's your shake. I got a hundred more fucking shakes to make. (laughs) Great, you play poker, dope. (laughs) So does everybody else here, bro. Good luck. And then, and then, like, and then, like, uh, you know, right after the the it had ended, I had come up to school. I remember looking back on my Instagram and being like, seeing like a, like maybe it was like a Vice article or like a BuzzFeed article about, um, you know, pl- like Playboy m- millionaire is Instagram influencer. And it was Dan Bolzano. Yeah, just like right when he first started blowing up. Yeah, just, yeah. and that was, that was, so that was, this is 2013. So yeah, it would have been right around that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. And then, you know, so like my family's been in Vegas a long time. So I forget where I was at. I was at a function. Someone brought him up. So yeah, I've actually I like played poker with him, you know, and they pretty much said he's like, yeah, he's an average dude, like whatever. His story is kind of his story is kind of weird though, like about his dad or I don't, yeah, I don't know because his dad went to went to prison for like stock fraud or something yeah. like that, and like he had a shitload of money. And Dan, from what I understand, Dan did have a trust fund, but he didn't get it until I think it was a payout at thirty and then like thirty three. But he says that he gave it all to his brother and he didn't take any of it. But I mean, it's like, dude, I, I guess he did when people talk about like rich people like that, the fact that he still has it and then more, Yeah, I don't care if he inherited it. I respect that and what he's done with it. Like now with Ignite and everything else he's involved in, I'm sure. But like even people talking about Trump, like, oh, he fucking got a million dollar loan with his, from his dad. It's like, dude, if you had that million dollar loan, you'd fucking flush it down the toilet it'd be gone in one year and you'd be broke and he's worth what like four bill or something so yeah he's a billionaire so and and even going back to yeah going back to that so like you know i think i was very fortunate that i got to go to bishop gordon because i got to see these like forbes top 100 people like living right no way yeah like, like yeah the um i'm not trying to like name drop or anything but like people who own the ufc um, there's kids and like every every person's casino owner's family went there, right? So I was fortunate enough that I got to like see that lifestyle as like a very average like average income type of kid, right? Like not that I was poor or anything. My no, parents, yeah. my parents had, had enough money to send me to private school, but like I wasn't anyone. My mom, my, my, my like Dana White, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> not balling like Dana White. Yeah, Dana yeah. White went to Gorman, by yeah. the way. He did, yeah. So he, he has kids, maybe. Uh, yeah, his son goes uh, goes to Gorman right now. I think oh. he might have graduated or something. I don't know. Isn't that? Do most of the rich people in Vegas live right there? Um, it's a uh, you know it's a lot do, but there's a lot of, like a lot of people also live in um, like Henderson yeah. and like uh, why am I forgetting the name right now? Like Aliante and not Aliante. That's the wrong one. Highlands, not Highlands. We saw some dope shit in Henderson when we went to pick. At KTM, remember? That's where yeah, we got yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean... It, but there was a lot empty. It'd be like, you know, it'd be comparing like like Old Northwest, which would be like Summerlin, essentially, to like South Reno, which would be like Henderson. Oh, okay. like Like two different types of wealth. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, gotcha. but you know, the money's spread everywhere. I mean, yeah. all those people have multiple houses and mul- like all across the city. So yeah, it's I was like, fucking... I was like... Uh, I'm like a professional fucking stalker for finding people's houses. So I was trying to find BJ Baldwin's house because I knew he lived in yeah. Summerlin because he always tags it on Instagram mm-hmm. and shit. And then so I was looking on the map and then I saw Bishop Gorman was like right there next to Summerlin. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of BJ, sense. BJ Isn't Baldwin it? is the uh, he's the fighter, right? No, no he's he's a trophy truck driver. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Does he, who's he, who's he race for? Like the, the herps or like, like, is it one of like terrible herps? Like, I know that they are monster oh. energy. Oh, monster. Yeah. He's a big monster, but yeah, I don't know. You, you know, I know what I'm what talking, talking about? about? Yeah. That, that family, like that family, like lives yeah. in that area and they, okay, you know, cool. I, went, I went to high school with them, but, um, that's another dude like BJ. I've been following him on Instagram for a little bit and I'm not like super into off-road shit. I think it's cool, but like, I don't know what else he's involved with. And then he never posts about it. And then one day he posted like three times about like, I think it was Baldwin racing that they have this huge shop in Vegas and it, I don't know what they do, but it's like, you think that, Oh, he, this guy just gets to fucking race trucks. Doesn't yep. have to train, like <laughs> makes millions of dollars. And like, who knows what that dude's involved with? Well, oh, and then- he makes a lot because you look at every other pro racer that he's competing with and they're like they got nine nice houses like i've tagged you in some sick cars and houses and but like the level that b bj baldwin is on he's got to have businesses like there's no way like you see his his or he's really good with his money like he's doing something right well and and that's the other thing is too is like when people when people try to talk shit about like celebrities or like professional athletes like bro you go fucking try to do that shit right you know what i'm saying like like oh like nascar right go be like oh i could be a nascar i could sit in the thing and do the right turn like no bro like you go sit in the car doing 200 miles an hour and it's 120 (laughs) degrees bro yeah well first of all if you're going right you're going into the fucking wall yeah they're turning left (laughs) oh is it it left (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean nascar seems so easy and i've never even been in something that's close to that i'd love to but you see dudes like pastrana and carmichael that are just badasses and then they go to do nascar and they're not even fucking close to those top guys yeah. i don't even know if they were in the same like i don't think so like nascar they were no. in like the b league nascar so it's like what the fuck there's something else going on there yeah. too yeah. Yeah. yeah and the only yeah. reason why i know that is i i grew up i grew up with this kid named dross Delozer, and he's a professional racer now and i remember growing up being like this kid had to train hella hard just to do like go-karts yeah like every day practicing and i just didn't like you know like had like the in, in-home system of like where you like sit down like have the cart that. dude that shit was so dope yeah. like, it, like, like it, but like had like the full shifter the, the shitty part about that is like you give it gas and it slides on the carpet and then you're like blast you know, I think he's talking about like a legit fucking no, this like was a like driving a, simulator. Yeah, no, this is like a legit. Oh, you're talking it? about that fucking no. thing that you hook up to a PS2. <laughs> you're right. You like st- yeah. sit on a stool. Yeah, <laughs> I had that. I had that too. Yeah, you have to get like I one of those like foldy, like one of those foldy tables to set it up on so yeah, you can have those. Like, you like put your legs yeah. over the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, this this is like yeah, this is a little bit more sophisticated. Like, like, like real time. Like it's like real like, and that's the other thing. Like video games. That's what I hated about car video games it never felt like you were actually driving bro like yeah i feel like yeah. it's way harder to like drift a well not drift but like drive a car fast in a video game than it, it is. is to drive a car fast in real life dude it is like it's easy to drive a car fast straight but like i've never even turned going fast but i've been in a zinx car and like everything changes when you're turning fast you're like oh my, like you're yeah. like put in your seat a little well, bit more especially rapid. when you're when you have driven a, f- a fucking F-150 your whole life or a Ranger or a van, <laughs> yeah. same with me. Like yeah. I've only had fucking truck, a truck, a van, a shitty car. And then you get in something that's actually capable to turn fast. That's like, like when that kid took us for the ride in the fucking, the Maverick, the X3 Turbo oh, yeah. R or whatever. And like, he was just fucking going for it. I was like, oh shit, we're going to fucking roll right now. We never even came close to rolling, but he's just like, 
and like bank us into shit. Yeah. We're hitting whoops hella fast, but we've never been in something that can handle something. That's true. That's well, a difference. Yeah, dude. And w- so like going back to high school, like I, all the kids had the sickest fucking cars. And like, like on the weekends, they pull, pull out like their parents, like sickest car they would have. And so like, you know, I, I remember like you, the fastest car, the car that always be every other car was a Jeep SRT8. Like the old, like 2007, 2008. Yeah. Two of my friends had them. And like one had a matte black and one had a matte green. I remember it would be taking like Z06s off the line. It'd be taking once in a while, it, depending on who was driving the car, like like Ferraris off the line. I don't but even it, know what that means. Like half that terminology said, I don't know cars, dude. Like I get with it. I pay 15 bucks to get my oil changed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Jeep SRTA? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah. But it's got like their performance motor like the same one that's in an srt challenger yeah and there so the thing the thing is with that jeep was is that it has such good all-wheel drive that it just hits like all the power goes to the ground so like the issue with like a lot of like old school cars is that none of the power goes to the ground so they spin the tires so it's all about like your power hitting the ground and like the tread sticking and you going yeah now it, you could just fucking you hit the gas and it's gone gone anything yeah yeah, yeah. All like nice imagine shit. a tesla dude. oh dude i've been in them Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You put yeah. a a Model S in fucking ludicrous mode is like like something you've never felt before, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird because yeah. it's the traction control is so good. The electric motor has so much torque; it's just instant. There's hardly any wheel spin. Like you can hear a little bit, but it just and then there's no sound. It just makes this weird like, and then you're fucking going seventy. Oh, it's crazy. It throws you back in the seat like a roller coaster. Like, really? Yeah. Is it just a regular seatbelt? Mm-hmm. Jeez. You think you'd need the one that goes over your both your shoulders? And shit. Yeah. No, they're crazy, dude. <laughs> All futuristic and shit. Yeah. I well, love that rapper, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I uh, for the past couple summers, I've been doing valet up at, um, what's that one? Not an incline, but what's that one? Uh, Montro doing uh, for the Barracuda oh, golf turn. Yeah, so I've, I I got it luckily because I started doing valet at the Aces, and then my my old one of my good friends named Jordan Hill who lives in San Diego now he uh, he got us a gig doing this like mantra where they paid us like pays us really good and it has like all these dope cars. What are we talking like, in? What? What are we talking in? Like uh, I don't know. Like we probably you're probably doing like two hundred dollars a day in tips. And then, and plus hourly, and I think it's like 12 bucks an hour. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. So it's like, you walk away with like a, that $1,200 weekend, $1,200 week. What's the biggest tip you've seen from one of those people? A hundred bucks. Oh, boom. You know, you know who, you know who's, you you know. Definitely a hundred. I was think I think 200. Yeah. I remember on Christmas Eve, I forget the dude's name, but he, he usually like, at least at Atlantis with like regulars and shit they'll build relationships with the supervisor. So if you see someone come in and it's like, Oh, Matt's got to get that one, you know, because they love Matt, like no matter who's working, Matt's got to get them. So that's what happened. Like I, I saw him come and I went to go get his car cause he was coming out. And then he gave Matt was like sweet talking him and shit out the door, (laughs) holding the door for his old ass wife and all this shit. So he gives Matt a hundred bucks and then he gave me a hundred bucks for the car. That's so. Dumb. So that was two hundred, and That's it was probably so like twenty or forty on the way in too. Twenty or forty, what? A tip for the oh. way in. Dang, dude! That especially cool. when it's busy as fuck, like on Christmas or even like those events where there's only so many spots that they, everyone asks to have their car kept close. But then it's like a you kind of buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, that guy probably knows. Yeah, 
And especially on Christmas, a lot of the they feel bad that you're working on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it does suck, dude. It's it's a weird feeling. Like my family, like it's a big family, but we don't like have like a huge Christmas. It's not. It's like a thing, kind of in the morning, you know, and then shit dies off. Yeah. And but like I've been around town bored because everything happened in the morning and no one's working and like right. <laughs> you. I'm like fuck, like. I went to A and I'm like, fuck, I feel bad for this person first at A and PM. Yeah. Like, if it's a Tuesday, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then now it's like Christmas. And then like, I'm like, damn, that sucks. But then again, you never know where they're at. Like, you know. Yeah. They might be pumped. Yeah. They might be pumped. Like yeah. they just recovered from something. Or, yeah. yeah you you know, never know. Too much disturbed will do you wrong. <laughs> too much disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just get down with the sickness, yeah. dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> too sick with it <laughs> that's funny dude so where's uh like reno is fuck it's like obviously it's a clothing brand but it's also like you said you built it into just like a a brand brand Movement. so where's yeah but it's kind of involved like the logo is super well known but i feel like a lot of people don't know what the fuck it is you yeah. see it everywhere but it's like what is it yeah and then where's it going like you guys have been doing kind of more events lately right mm-hmm. yeah so kind of putting on events like a promoter type deal yeah i and, guess i guess you know it's just more of a i guess okay so to explain what reno as fuck is so like you know it's essentially what you want it to be so like like when people ask me like don't really like get it you know i feel like you guys get it right mm-hmm. i don't have to really explain it to you because you guys understand the culture of reno you understand like that you guys are you guys are reno as fuck so you you know but in your own way so you know a lot of times i tell people like if you don't really just like if you truly don't understand what i'm saying like you can't just even pitch me an idea then like it's not for you right and, and that's like not like a mean thing or like an exclusive thing or anything like that but it's just more like it, you gotta be in it to know it like dude before casey introduced me to you at walden's i i she was like that's the owner of reno's fuck i was like holy shit like just because i knew it was like a it's like different it's a clothing company but it's also like like if i from carson and i saw someone else my age on that on like their truck or something i'd be like that's kind of dope like it's just as reno's fuck like I, I it's like unique but you all at the same time like not mainstream, but local mainstream. You yeah. know? It's like yeah. a weird above underground little thing. Yeah. Which and is I, like whatever you make it kinda. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, definitely. And I, I don't know. I mean you've you've been with me to like at the event, so you get like the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. That like I'm talking about, right? Like right. and but you someone get, who doesn't say like my dad, he he says, Oh, that's sick. It says fuck with it. He yeah. loves that. <laughs> yeah. And, which is cool too. Which <laughs> is cool. You can say too. anything yeah. as fuck. <laughs> yeah. you be like, oh dude. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, you know, I'm um it's just more of a promote like I think it for me it means multiple things. The three biggest things I, I think it means for me is one is like do whatever the fuck you want to do, bro. Like whatever that is, whatever makes you happy, whatever floats your hovercraft, fucking send it. Mm-hmm. Right? And that if that's a nine to five, if that's freelancing, if that's fucking traveling, do it. Just go do it because life's way too fucking short to worry about bullshit right mm-hmm. um secondly it's um uh kind of like a freedom of speech thing as well you know in the sense of um like you should be like people get so caught up in words 
right? And I was raised around a lot of cursing. I, I, I'm raised about a big Italian family. I mean, I, I was, I probably, my first word was probably like fuck or something, something close to it. Your first no, word? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was probably like mom or dad. I wonder what my first word, word yeah, was. Mine was probably like 03. <laughs> yeah, state channel 03. <laughs> Still caught up on that. Yeah, dude, that was a highlight. God, I could picture it like it was yesterday. You what? Know? You don't know about 03, dude? No, I do not know about 03. Oh. I've I've probably dropped it around you, but you're probably like, I don't even get it. So it's like, because, so 2003, dude, I Big year. Yeah, big year, big year. Like 10 years before I graduated. This is, you know, graduation high school, everyone says that. That's big. I'm 10 years before. Like, I'm ahead of it. And like, you know how most people... Like successful people peak like way after high school. Yeah. And then like all the douchebags in high school, they peak in high school. Yeah. JP peaked 10 years before he graduated. <laughs> oh, three. Onward. Like, have you ever seen a double peak in someone's life? I feel it coming for me, a <sighs> double peak. But in 03, I, 02, I was 50cc little tyke, you know, first class on a dirt bike, like the first class you can enter 50cc motorcycle. Oh, three comes around. I'm feeling good. I've ra- I've raced for two years now, a year and a half. I'm like nine right now, nine and a half. And I go in 60 beginner, dude. My first time on 60. First, like everyone else, same level as me, 60 beginner. Mind uh, you, backstory for anyone that doesn't ride. 60 beginner, dude, absolute trash. <laughs> like, like you could put your kid as long as he can fit on the bike, get him out there. That's the class that he's talking about. Okay? Essentially, you're yeah. paying to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, the, like half the class's dads were chasing him around the track. You yeah, because they're fucking tipped over. In yeah, the there's a whole nother track for us. Like, we don't even, like, back then when I was racing six beginner, we wouldn't even do Fernley big bike track. Like, that was too scary. You know, they have a mini track for a these mini guys. track. And me, rocking it, dude. Oh, 03, <laughs> I was in a tight battle with J.J. Delgatti, dude. I, f- I, I feel like I remember like yesterday, dude. It was a good time for you. Fucking 12-race series, dude, MX West. Put on by Ty something. Urkiaga. Urkiaga, yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely know my um, <clears throat> athletic peak was for sure uh, when I was 13 and I played uh, spring ball with uh, Las Vegas Cubs. I don't think you get That's it though, serious. dude. I don't think you get it, bro. Oh, state champ, oh three. I get, bro. I well, get you it. didn't finish the story. Yeah, All you, you said you were fucking battling. Okay, with yeah, yeah, I'm battling yeah, with him. So, I started so. laughing, but I started talking. Dude, Bye. we got, we got. Last, so fast forward to the last race of the season. It's at Fernley on our own track. You know, doing our thing. And state championship. I did, like I feel confident. I'm like inviting my nana and papa out, <laughs> and my nana and papa at the time, like it was their first RV they had, and they like some reason like to buy rvs but don't use it and uh how many rvs they got they have two right now damn <laughs> that's a lot of rvs yeah but and they're dope like they're not like a like a putt like go rving rent me it's like a it's like a tour bus it's style. a big like class a motor yeah home. yeah like diesel he, pusher. yeah my papa has a special license for it you know and uh he dropped some big bucks for it yeah. yeah, and he brought that out there, dude. Sixty beginner, we're like parked away at the end, dude. So I, I like looked hella crazy with my family out there. Like my mom came down. Did you guys have like a, like a little pit crew as well? Yeah. Well, my dad a was senior, like my dude. mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, out there probably with like a 
cat house tank top on, you know? Like, <laughs> or a fucking Skinner tour shirt. Yeah, yeah. Halen. <laughs> so, dude, last race of the season. Um, so, in the morning, there's practice. You get, like, five laps of practice. And while we were on practice, J.J. Delgatti's dad, not many people know this, but J.J. Delgatti's dad came up to my dad. They were talking, and he and my dad says, this is what... the." What was his name? John? Delgado. This is Jay, dude. Oh, Jay. The I dad. Think. Dude, the dad goes, What can you just like let can we let JJ win? Like he really wants like he really Wow dude. wants to win. Like something along no those lines. No wonder he was called the Jet. Yes, dude. Something along those lines. And my dad looks at him and goes, Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. Like you know, like we're in the, the yeah. title. Like it's six beginner, it's really nothing. Like it's like it's like the sand pits racing. But like a like, and then so. But my dad's like, hell no! I'm. He's probably thinking I spent so much money on these fucking bikes. The last thing I'm doing is give up a race and like the series, you know. And he told me that, and I was pissed. I was like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna Dude, beat this. Honestly, kid. that probably never happened. Senior no. probably just told you that. No, you never know thought that. about that. You know, you know, two gates is shady. Right? Oh yeah. Well, I could see him saying that. Honestly, but my dad sounded had, upset. He had some shit. When I was in 80 Beginner, JJ was in 80 Beginner. And there was not that, but like weird shit like that would happen. This, yeah. What's this guy's name? Say this guy's name is JJ what? Delgatti. Dude, this is like, uh, I wish we could turn this into like a Disney movie. That's like literally the character. This wouldn't be a Disney movie. This would be a fucking XXX4 because <laughs> it's so intense, dude. The Vin Diesel, like. But, have you seen uh, Have you seen that movie? I think so. Triple X. Doesn't he have a tattoo on his head or something? On his neck, called it's three X's. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool, but like when I watched that for the first time, I wasn't into tattoos, and I was like, last thing I'd get is three X's on my neck. Well, yeah, <laughs> and it came out the year before your title, so oh, yeah, dude, dude, yeah, yeah. This is, All right, fucking wrap up the story. Okay, so Jesus pretty much, Christ. dude, I smoked his ass and won the title, dude. I won. Smoked came down to the last race of the series. La- you won. I won. 03, 60 beginner champ. Champ, dude. I got you a jacket the still. Oh, I still got the trophy. Yeah, oh, my shit, dad. dude. You should see the seniors' game room. Just full of junior shitty trophies. trophies. From 50s to 250s, he has never thrown away a trophy. That's nice. Yeah, I got over 100, dude. That's dope. I have more trophies than anybody. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. You seen Conway's? <laughs> yeah. He probably threw them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trophies. The trophies so, are so such a weird thing. They are, huh? It's like a very weird thing to get. Like I get like I understand I think the first place winner well, first through third, depending on how many people there are, right? Yeah. I, like depends. Getting, yeah, yeah depending and on that's how you get half your trophies in these type of races. You just fucking Enter. show up. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially in like sixty beginner, don't they just give everyone one? Fifties no, for 50s. sure. And they give them like medals. That's but even like well they I think trophies. <laughs> dude, yeah, well do. they they do like they trophy thirty three percent of the entries. Jesus. So when you're in like fucking two fifty beginner, it's a full <laughs> gate at Fernley. What's that? Like top twelve, top thirteen right, getting yeah, trophy. Thirteenth yeah. and two fifty beginner gets a trophy. Yeah. I used to work at a trophy shop and we would make one time we had this huge order for a New York ATV off road race and it was their banquet and it went to thirtieth place, bro. God, but how many people how many people were in the race? Probably a hundred or whatever that But is it, it what what year like what size was it? It was probably like Ten, ten. No, but like, what bike. was the like? What kind of like? Yeah, what kind of ATVs were they racing? Were they like, were they little kids or were they like these like professional riders? Well, those trophies didn't have labels. It was just like uh, the number 
Oh, yeah. Well, then there's a bunch of little kids then. Gotta be. Yeah, like, maybe. that's a lot. That's, that's a lot, dude. And it was cool. I think that's, like, if think you that's way 30, too many. I was like pissed. Trophies. <laughs> dude, that's, a, that's a full class size. You put that on your <laughs> you, shelf. Yeah, you display that. Yeah. Like 27. I'll put, yeah, dude. Oh, if my fuck. kid gets a 30th place trophy, I'm throwing that shit right away. I'm yeah, trying to sell the quads yeah. instantly. Yeah, I'm that. saying I'm, I'm going to give it to him like, hey, bro, you're throwing this away. <laughs> like, you're throwing this away, not me. You are. <laughs> I already threw away my money. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And it's all you got. <laughs> Thousands of dollars for the season. You get a fucking twenty seventh away. Is it expensive? Like, it, like obviously oh the bikes, God. the bikes, and the gear and stuff is expensive. But like, actually yeah. being in these leagues are expensive as well. It's yeah. super expensive. It motocross is probably like the cheapest form of racing because anything yeah, more than a dirt bike, like just your entry, like for a car, dude, it's expensive as fuck to get a race car. But as far as like the weekend. That's one of the things that you realize when you grow up is how much money your parents actually spent on it because yeah. when you have to go do it yourself and they're not there just taking care of like basic like food <laughs> for the weekend or like buying a case of water, buying food yeah. for – you got to get breakfast on the way there. You got to have lunch for there and then you eat dinner after the race and yeah. then you're paying for two classes and the gate fee and all this shit. So like it's, it's definitely – I think last time I raced at Fernley, it was like – Probably a hundred bucks to race for two classes plus getting some food and some water and, and all that stuff. Hundred bucks for just one race. That would be for two classes, so you'd have four motos throughout the day. But this is fucking friendly we're talking about. So they show That's where I show, my title. <laughs> you show, I mean, there's history in the place yeah, for sure. They, but they, <laughs> but you show up, dude, and you have to be there. Like practice starts at eight, so you got to be there at seven to get entered uh, and get your gear on. So you're leaving here at six and the last motos don't wrap up until it's fucking dark. Like no matter what time of the year it is, they go until it's dark because it's run very, very slowly. So you're sitting around all fucking day and then you have to go 100% for fucking five laps and then you just sit around and do nothing for it's, hours. It's kind of weird that like we're close to mammoth and a lot of people here go to mammoth and you see that amateur national where, there's still like four kids halfway done with it. Like the track's huge. Like maybe mm-hmm. you can wait till the second to last corner. But there's still kids out there when they drop the next gate. Yeah, dude. Half the time at like Hangtown, as soon as that fucking checker flag comes off, comes up, they're fucking dropping the next gate oh, for right. the next class. Well, they'll rip through like 34 classes yeah. at Hangtown and you're done at 3 p.m. Yeah, we have 17 motos at Fernley and you're done. They're cutting laps. They're, we're starting <laughs> second motos at 2.30 p.m. Yeah, there's no intermission. We're not doing the dude, there, work. <laughs> there is a fucking intermission at Fernley. Dude, every time some idiot swaps off the lip, they take yeah. a fucking front loader out there and go fix it. <laughs> <laughs> like oh track's too dangerous and then you're sitting on the line yeah. you've been waiting for two hours and then it's like you see the fucking tractor go out you're like oh fuck this yeah. takes them forever and then it's oh we're gonna water 45 yeah. minutes later and then the track's just fucking soaked <laughs> and, and then you had the race I remember that dude that was the <laughs> shittiest part when you and it felt like every Yikes. weekend everyone got that like but it was only your class but everyone could relate to that because yeah. they or there's some them. kid that fucking 250 beginner swapped actually 450 beginner and it's a 14 year old yeah. on a 04 Honda <laughs> bog off a lip swap gets care flighted out and then you're just sitting there on the line like oh sick this is great to follow this up 
this kid's in a fucking helicopter, lifeless. I'm all right. Yeah, Dude, <laughs> two <know>. gates, <laughs> two <laughs> gates. Like, fuck. Yeah, you're like, I can't even think right now. Is that guy all right? Like, is is the helicopter marks fucked up on that? Plane? <laughs> you know, like, they right up. Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you guys play any like uh, like act like not I shouldn't say actual sports like but like ball sports team team sports Yeah, yeah, no. I did. As a- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you play baseball? I, I played t-ball. baseball. I played baseball for like four years oh. when I was really young. Dang. I was like four, maybe. I played football for two weeks. <laughs> Never tried football. I can't believe my parents let me quit. Yeah, I quit. You probably would have been a good football player. So we would have been state champs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. Well, I actually, you are a state champ, too. And I'm an 0708 yeah. uh, flat track champion, too. So. I'm a state champ. Are you? Two time. For what? Football. No way. Yeah. Vegas? At Gorman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, you know, I don't get to play in the third and fourth quarter, but, you know, I still still won, won those games. You're part of that team. Yeah, right? part of that team. I had, to go, I had to practice against those guys. I made those guys good. You're right. You're right. You that's wear true. the you. You can't practice against a, like someone who's empty. Bad. No, you have. That's the thing, bro. The better that, and that's what taught me like about team sports was like if you if the person behind you really sucks, you have to make them better because you're not gonna get like good reps. You're not gonna get like a good like actual game type practice, right? Yeah, it's hard. That's what, like I'm glad I did motocross because it's hard for me to teach people things, and if they and. Like, I have one way of teaching it, and then I don't know how to teach another way. And if you can't understand that, it's like... That is that is kind of funny that... So, like, me, JP, and Neil are all only children. Really? And yeah. And, well, Neil played football for a couple years, but, like, peewee football. Heidi Mites or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that is weird that we're all only children, and now we all live together. So we're kind of like siblings, but then we're all doing motocross, which is like a non-team sport. That's kind of like an only child thing to do, maybe. No. No, you no, know, yeah. low-key, yeah, because my, my friend who races thinks for he was born an only child, and then he got stepbrothers and sisters like when he got older. But he, yeah, dude, that's what they put him in. Because we and him played soccer together, and they're like, yeah, fuck this shit, we're, we're racing. That's what I mean. Huh. And and now he does. I mean, there's tons of families that race. It's it's a total family thing. But I'd never thought about it that because team, I've never even, I've never had any like team building experience. Like not from sports, not from family, nothing. Same. Oh yeah, dude. I feel like that's where I that's where I thrive the best. It's like pulling pieces together right like that's mm. like that's how i feel about you like doing you know we, you and me working together on these videos that like yeah, yeah. i can essentially plug you into anything and it's just gonna make it better right, right. i love i love that idea like yeah. the idea that i have like um you know i have a sick roster i have a sick lineup right yeah. and i can pull from people who are just dope at whatever that respective thing yeah, is yeah, to make cool. whatever i'm doing even better yeah i think that's super cool hell yeah dude Okay. Yeah, dude. Uh, one, one grand a show, dude. You get one, <laughs> one k a show. Okay. We'll get it, dude. <laughs> you know, pack the place, you know. Yeah. Pack the joint. Yeah, I'll film it. You promote it. He'll wrap it. I'm, <laughs> I'm down. Like, I was trying to think of something else more like, like, quirky or something that rhymes better. Yeah, wrap <laughs> it. <laughs> quirky. <laughs> I was just thinking when we were talking about fucking. Senior, anything as fuck on a shirt. 
yeah. gay as fuck, you'd be like, yeah. Because <laughs> he I lives mean, on, gay, on circle. gay circle, yeah, dude. dude. Is, I, is that I, what they were your street? Yeah, that's where I grew up. Like, my gay dad circle, moved dude. around until I was in eighth grade, but from eighth to still, he lives there. Dude, you got to meet his dad. Like, him, older. That's his dad. Yeah. <laughs> that's like crazy. It, dude, Looks yeah. just like him. They yeah. fucking act exactly the same. He's like a big kid. And it's like, he, uh, so he lives. I want to ask Senior actually how much that influenced his decision on buying that house that it was on Gay Circle. Because I know it had something to do with it where he's like, oh, that would be sick. No, he actually, <laughs> at first, I remember him saying, like, hey, we, we found that he was with a, a crazy girl at, at this time. And he was like, we found a house, but. It's a dope house, but it's on gay circle. And he's like, that, like, I don't know. If oh, I that was a like, bad thing? Yeah, he wasn't oh. with it. And then he moved in, stole the street sign. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say. So, like, in, 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 I wonder how many times that sign's been stolen for one. But, like, I've seen someone steal it. Yeah, yeah. In, oh, was it your dad or no, someone else? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah what's, your, up, dude. what's your dad's count for uh, gay one. signs? Uh, just one. It's in the game room. That's hilarious, though, because he's got this game room that's decked out with all this shit, like a total man cave, all Junior's trophies and all this shit and then he's got his own street sign says fucking gay circle yeah there's a little bit left but i'm gonna roll another one so no worries yes <laughs> that's the trash everybody the trash where just got home and have you met him i uh no i don't think uh, so like this oh, oh yeah you fuck then see yeah um the brand but yeah carries dude, you, through. you should meet my dad and he he wants let's, the shirt, man. Dude, um, what size is he? Let's get him one. Let's get everyone. X, dude, let's get everyone. Let's get everyone's t-shirts, so bro. Is, yeah, two X, dude. Yeah, that, let's do that it. fucking Hawaiian shirt he had on. What party was it? the Halloween party? I think it was. No. Oh, Shar's birthday. Yeah, yeah. It was right, right near Halloween. Oh no, yeah. it was. It was the same day as my birthday. It was on the seventeenth. Oh but, yes, yeah, yes, dude. Yes. That Hawaiian shirt was fucking down to his wrist. Is your dad like a larger than life character? Like, is he yeah. like the like the type of like everyone loves your dad? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. dope. Uh, everyone likes my dad too, but more like in a like I respect like like uh, my dad's my dad's like not the life of the party, but like he's a dude. He'll have a conversation with you. Uh, he, he's a cool, funny dude. My dad's both. Like, he's like uh, definitely likes to be the life of the party. But because he hosts all of his parties, dude. Like that's so sick. That, they I, know they've been. Anyway. I need to come. You do. You they just friend him on Facebook. You'll get the invites. Yep. That's he, all I have to do. Yeah, he yeah, runs. He, he every, runs them on he Facebook. Is, he dude. is all friends. <laughs> and I always get like, it's like you you've been invited to this, and then it'll be like so and so commented in this event, and it's like his friends like, sorry, out of town, going to Santa Rosa this weekend, have fun, and see. Like, no worries. <laughs> it's hell funny to see. Yeah, what's your funny. What's your dad do? He uh, like I he, think you told me one time. Listen, like work for the city. I seriously asked him this like two weeks ago. I was like, <laughs> "Okay, like I know kind of what you do, like your telecommunications guy, like you like plug wires and stuff." But like, what is when someone asks me, "What do I tell him?" And he said like that, like in a telecom talk, <laughs> and he just pretty much like, "Yeah, I run around plug wires, like make sure this is going with that, like re- redo systems, and then." I like get all the wires from the ground up, and then we call in Conway, and Conway comes in and puts the phones to so the wires. Why don't they just fucking call Conway in the first place, dude? We know what happens when you call. That's Conway true. In yeah, the you first can't place. rely too What's much. What's Conway? On that. That's our, our ex buddy. friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was thinking about having him on, but like, we don't want to lose just listeners. Not, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you, must you, be start, really bad. you start building something and then you just throw it away just for the sake of friendship. It's not worth it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. No, but his his dad owns uh, Conway Communications, so they do kind of the same thing that Dad does. Yeah, they're the. But JP's dad works for the state, and then Conway's like their own company, but they have a contract with the state, so I guess they work. Isn't that how they met? Yeah, back Our, in the day. Or yeah, no? back in the day. Yeah. Well, at the races, like. My my dad would see Dennis and go, oh shit, I see now, like because he's met him through work, yeah. and then that's how we talk. And then he would just fucking pawn you off at the Conway's trailer, and he Always. would go like smoke weed. Yeah, he, that, that's what it was, dude. That's what I never knew my dad smoked until I was like fifteen. That's dope. Dude. Yeah. Does he take CBD too? Is he like he have, does he have aches and pains? Yeah, yeah, I think. But he smokes, so he, like uh, when he, he th- smokes, he gets it goes away. Yeah, he probably gets a lot. Of, well, he, the THC probably helps. He Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh my God. I we should get him a bottle of the Harmonia CBD. Uh, he might be down him and his girlfriend Shar. Like she might like it too because she doesn't really like to smoke, but she likes. She has aches. Yeah, I'll have to get him hooked up with one. We should, dude. You know who you should hook it up with is like try to get one for this guy Zach who owns Distinct Dink and Carson because like I didn't realize it because like similar to doing photos and stuff, you can trade. For work and like for him, he could trade for work. And when you trade, you gain more of like a friendship, yeah, than a sale, yeah. And like I've noticed that with Zach, he has so many, like, he's got this old VW bus that's all hand airbrushed and hand painted, all trade for tattoo. And it's the dopest fucking thing ever. It says distinct ink and like one, like riding by this guy at Dave who used to own Race City Cycles. First sponsor? Yeah, my first sponsor with Lucas was it, Jones. Yeah, was, is that like his uncle or something? Or something like that. Or uncle or... City, dude. Where's that? I shut down like... I don't know, three. <laughs> no, no, you closed where, the place where down. Where was it? Oh, it was, you know, in... Um, I know Mount it wasn't House? It wasn't in Race City. No, it was in Mount House. <laughs> yeah, right next far to off. Pizza King. Pizza King? Yeah. That dude. sounds like a cheap pizza place. It was cheap price, but the best calzones, dude. The best calzones. You, it, it'd be probably be like my dad would always go there because he didn't have a lot of money then, and he was like, loved it because I think it was so big for cheap, you know. Some race fuel and a calzone. Yeah, <laughs> no race fuel. You'd pick no, up like straight up pump gas, especially out at Mound House. You're getting eighty seven right from the Seven yeah, Eleven and iron. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess, dude. I pass out. So. For everyone listening, this is my it's third a, blunt it's with a, Tony. It's a half. It's a half. It's half. Um, like actual weed, and then the other half is hemp. Hemp. Yeah. So this is our auto RNA from uh, MJ's. They're a company based out of Texas, and uh, they do like CBD joints and CBD flour. And so yeah. So oh, yeah. there's CBD in this one, so it doesn't get you, half of it. Doesn't get you high. Uh, I mean, the entourage effect of the CBD working with the THC for sure, you know, helps, but like, um, but yeah, so I started doing, yeah, I know I started doing the, um, this is just hemp, just hemp, bro. No THC? Well, it has like, it has like a a minor amount of traces. This smells hella good. I know. Smell that. That's hemp. You could, you could smoke that and you wouldn't get high. You could like smoke that straight out of like the joint and you wouldn't get high. You wouldn't even touch this, dude. Smell this, Neil. Dude, one time in in fucking Mammoth, so Conway's like me, like he's never smoked weed, 
but he's all like weird about it too. And I'm with these guys all the time. Yeah. So I like know about it and yeah. shit. And he's like, dude, like JP's just bugging him all day. Dude, just smell this. Like, come on, let's smoke. And JP always says that as a joke, like, let's smoke, let's smoke, yeah. knowing that he never will. But he's like, dude, just smell this. Come on, just smell it. And he finally gets him to fucking smell this. And this was just, wasn't it flower? It was wax. Oh, it was wax. And he just go, he like puts it up to his nose all fucking slow. And he goes, Oh, dude, dude. And it's like, dude, we knew like no matter what the fuck it smelled like, could have smelled so good. And he yeah. would have said that. Yeah. And then later on the day, late, like how many three hours, hours yeah. later, he's like, dude, I don't know what was in that, but I've been feeling loopy ever since. <laughs> and just smell wax, dude. So funny. Yeah. But that's like, that's like the funny part about Adam is like just stuff like that is why you're like, dude, this guy is like, he's funny and he doesn't know it. It's because he's homeschooled, dude. He wasn't exposed oh, to dude. anything. I'm but, and he's also a fucking <laughs> bitch, I will say, because he fucking turned off his comments on Instagram because. Oh, he knows. <laughs> dude, well, I started like fucking every post that he would make, I'd talk shit like something. And that's just the type of friends we are. You know, like yeah. he calls me. I'm like, what the fuck do you want? I call him. It's like, why are you calling me? Yeah. You know, but all that shit. Yeah. And then like these guys would join in sometimes. And then there's a group of like 10 guys now that we all, we know each other, but it's just, I started open game on Adam's comments. Like no, whenever he posts, it's just instant, just shit talking. So now I fucking turned him off. dude. Yeah. Damn. And he'll like post shit. And I'm like, fuck, you can't comment. <laughs> yeah. And I text him the other day. I'm like, dude, turn your comments back on you pussy. And he just sent me like those laughing faces. Yeah. He, he should know that more comments means more views, bro. Oh, yeah, that's what and, I told him. The yeah. Algorithm, huh? yeah, I'm like, helps, dude, I'm just trying to help your engagement. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Come on. Dude, did you know, did I ever tell you how I comment go to bed on this pro motocross or Savachi? No. Uh, dude. <laughs> Savachi? Oh, that's, that's another reason why we, we stuck with the name because JP at one point, <clears throat> so his name's Joey Savachi. He's like one of the top, he rides for Factory Kawasaki. He's one that's of the top dudes. Dude. And JP just like randomly commented on his page because he he posted one day and he's like, "Dude, go to bed." Is that all you said? Yeah, I yeah I said go to bed. And go to bed. Just like out of nowhere, you don't expect him to respond, and he responds. He's like, "LOL, it's not even nine thirty. Like he didn't get that it was a joke. <laughs> so we thought it was so funny. So. We like every fucking time he posted, JP would say something about going to bed. It's like, dude, you look tired. Just go to bed. Get to bed. Get dude, some rest. You gotta All get that shit. guy on this podcast, dude, bro. Well, that's yes. if you look at the at Go to Bed podcast on Instagram. We only follow me, me, him, and Savachi. <laughs> <laughs> but he just fucking blocked JP yeah, the other day. He blocked day. me, dude. And I haven't said anything mean. I've just told him to get some sleep, dude. That's <laughs> it. Like in some ways, like he. One time he posted Y E E E W, like you, and yeah. he was ripping a corner. And I commented, Don't you mean yawn? Like, you <laughs> hated it, bro. I'm so bummed because I was, I was pumped, like, to tell people on the podcast that that was part of it. And, like, we're not kidding. Like, go look on his profile because you could go to any one of Sabachi's posts in the last year and click on it and it would be JP film something about going to bed. And now if you do that, you can't fucking see him because yeah. he got blocked. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. 
But you'll see like a couple here and there, maybe every one out of every three, I do it, but I don't want to get blocked too. Yeah. What you should do is make, uh, you should create a video, like, um, like get like footage of him and just do like a, have him do like a funny voiceover, right? Like him, oh, video, yeah. and like to like try to like, uh, so, um, do you guys know who Gary Vee is? So I saw this one video one time where he, there's, uh, this company was trying to get him to speak at, um, an event that they were having. And so they made this video go viral of like, like them in the process, the process of them trying to get Gary Vee at their event. And then like they made a video about it and then it went viral and they came to the event. Oh, that's sick. That that's sick. a good idea. And so, someone like Gary would love that. He'd be like, oh, yeah. fucking something unique. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some guy it. got a job at, at Vander Media because he made uh, uh, his like resume was a rap of it was uh, one of uh, Kendrick Lamar's songs. But he put his face on Kendrick Lamar's album and then had like his face talking, like rapping. Oh, that's like sick. rapping about himself. But like to... Um, to one of Country Lamar's beats. Well, hmm. off of the drop on the spot. I feel, yeah, he's I, like just following him. He just like, make, like his decision is final right then and yeah. there. And he's like already on to the next thing. Yeah. Like someone else, like, yeah, you get a job. And then someone else, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's around him, they're listening, like literally just listening to whatever he says. And, and then one is he, like, the he is like, I feel like he's the type of person, like, so if just listen to what I'm saying. And then that's where you know what to do. Yeah, probably. It's yeah. probably so hard to work for him. I bet because yeah. he like says something, and then especially if you knew, you're probably like, "So, I go do that now." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, get and he's your already on." Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's already he's already left by then. <laughs> well, even like if you subscribe to his podcast, like the Gary Vee Audio Experience, yeah. it's not even it's not a podcast. It's just audio clips of his like vlog or talks that he's doing. Yeah. So he's he's not like actively a podcaster. They're just filming him all the time yeah. and then someone else is like oh this would be good as a little podcast Cutting clip it. and then just posting it yeah and i and i noticed that too because I, I thought like he would and then he posts he'll some once in a while he'll post like talks he does yeah. and um or like any interviews he does with people so i think that's i think that's smart because the whole podcast game right now is so um important like very important i definitely that's what i that's why 2019 goal needs to be to start a podcast too well, what's yeah. it gonna be called i don't know yet uh, this is the end of 2019 goal okay yeah yeah i don't know what i would even talk about but i would want to do to focus on something potentially in cannabis because i don't think like there are cannabis podcasts but not like enough not not enough and not people there's a, a the most prominent one is called gondrepreneur and like they just bring on like different CEOs of different cannabis companies, oh, that's and cool. that's dope because you can learn some really dope things. Like I learned about the about using cannabis and working out, like, and that's been a game changer when I go to Orange Theory. Really? Just straight up get stoned before I go. Why? Because my my mind turns off, and I just whatever. Like I'm essentially a, a zombie running. Oh really? Yeah, I'll just go there, and they just say, "Fucking do squats." I'm doing squats. They tell me the row, I'm rowing. They tell me the run, I'm running. You're and just I, gone. My mind, my mind is somewhere else. Yeah, I like I I feel that when I get tattooed, if I get really stoned, uh, it doesn't hurt as bad. <laughs> I, I, like it doesn't hurt because you're like thinking like about some crazy stuff. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, then you then it hurts for a second, and then you realize it, and then you. Back to like, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, I think that that's what happens to me at the gym too. Like, I'll be like, um, tapping out, bro. That's our third one. My throat's probably gray. 
<laughs> Destroy. <laughs> you got that gray throat? Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's a chronic illness. Got the Mississippi long neck, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mississippi long neck. Yeah. Damn, That's, dude. Yeah. You have Google Earth down there. It's the southern part of the Mississippi. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a weird, like... <laughs> is it like, a creature? Yeah. It's a human. And I, if you have, if it's my roll, you can all touch them. Yeah. Down. yeah. What, you, what's you a, what's a, how are we looking on time? Are we doing okay? Yeah, we'll probably start wrapping it up. I think it's it's been like an hour 20. Roughly. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're about to, that's, <clears throat> yeah, that's we'll cool. We'll save this one for after the podcast. Get it, start wrapping. Yeah, so we want to ask every guest that comes on kind of a similar question at the end. So how old are you? 23. 23. But... So we're having people from all different walks of life on. So what is in your 23 years of life and your experiences, what is like your main takeaway from life? One piece of advice that you could give to someone that's either an entrepreneur or a nine to fiver or an athlete, like your master advice for living. So this advice was given to me by my great uncle Ed in high school. As of my high school graduation, he wrote this. He wrote this really beautiful thing to me, and at the end ended. He said, "Do whatever makes you happy. The rest is all bullshit." And that's kind of my only advice. You know, just do whatever makes you happy. Everything else is bullshit. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's that, and that's true as fuck, dude. Yeah. If you if you wake up and you're happy with what you're doing, then great. Who who cares about anything else? Yeah. He, yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Why was that Uncle Ed? Uncle Ed, bro. Uncle Ed sounds kind of sketchy, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Ed's a Uncle Ed's a hella cool dude. His he uh, he uh, was a um, White House um, videographer. Like he like Whoa. like he was like in the White House for like hella presidents. Whoa! Yeah, he just retired. Now he's he like, probably knows some. Get him on. <laughs> he does stand up now too. No like, way! Yeah, he's hella funny. Oh, he's funny, oh, we, dude. We, if he ever comes to Reno, where we gotta get him off the podcast, yeah, okay, he'll tell you sick. some crazy okay, ass Uncle fucking Ed story. On. Yes, dude, yeah, Uncle Ed, dude. All right, full time Tony at full time Tony on Instagram. Thank you, I appreciate a little it. Little plug there. Yeah. Reno is fuck. Um, all around Reno weed guy. A bud tender so, fight club. Reno Cannabis Convention. Yep. Harmonia CBD. Oh. Everything. Yeah. Walden's. Walden's. <laughs> yeah. Represent fucking Slater's Dingling. Represents everyone. You guys you guys ever had Slater's Dingling? No. All right. Can we'll, you hook us up? Yeah, let's, let's make that happen. Oh, what is it? Wings. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the name, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all right. If you guys want to support the bo- podcast, go to go to bedpodcast.com and you can pick up some cheap merch. There, uh, we have all bed-themed merch, so pillows, blankets, comforters, and a little nightgown shirt. And uh, if you want to support us monetarily, we have a Patreon, which we'll probably be kicked off at at some point. And for the small price of $15,000 per month, JP will get go-to-bed tattooed on the side of his head, and there's only room for one patron on that. So Facts. It's, uh, that's going to go quick. Uh, and we, you can also make a one-time donation on our PayPal, but everything is linked on gotobedpodcast.com. Good night. Go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. Cut that check. Cut that check. Cut that check. Cut that check.